0: Welcome to The God Solution, a place where we discuss solid evidence for the Christian faith and interviews with leading Christian apologists. Each week, you'll be encouraged in your faith and equipped to defend it and share it in your daily life. You can find out more about The God Solution at Godsolutionshow.com. Welcome to The God Solution, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God, and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I'm sitting in the studio today with a very special guest, Kyle Kraft. Welcome to the God Solution Show.
1: Thanks, Nate. I'm really excited to be here and partake in this.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great show. We thought we'd talk about a lot of the uh, sexual harassment and sexual abuse claims that are everywhere in the news these days. I don't want to just beat a dead horse with this, but with all the negative publicity about what's going on, I thought we could go back to God's Word and see kind of a positive uh, angle on all of this and see what God wants us to see in this uh, societal mess. So I think it'll be an important show, and I hope that you get a lot out of it. Anyway, like I said, uh, this stuff is in the news every single day, and I'm very excited that this bad news is coming to light. I think that it's creating a context where people can't get away with it so much anymore. And that's important to me because I have loved ones that have faced this exact kind of abuse. I was recently traveling on the other side of the world, about as far away from here as you could get on the planet, and even there in the local news they were talking about this issue as it related to their politicians, to their athletes, to their singers, to their movie stars, and people like that. So even this negative thing happening here, I think, is creating a positive conversation worldwide. So I really hope that this is going to create a sense of uh, fear, maybe a a sense of fear of God, hopefully, that would keep perpetrators from victimizing others in the future, knowing what has come to light. Statistically, one in three to one in four women are victims of sexual abuse, and it's not just a female issue. Statistically, somewhere around one in six men is also sexually abused before the age of 18. And uh, this cannot go on. This is wrong. It's something that should not be tolerated in our society today. I think there are a few main causes to this. We're going to talk about some of those today. We'll talk about the removal of ethical accountability this is something that has really set up a context where this stuff can go unchecked we're going to talk about the erosion of sexual standards we've all seen this in the news over the last years how sexual standards have just collapsed in our nation hopefully now people are seeing the consequences of taking away some of those sexual standards And then finally, the promotion of a self-centered paradigm often does much more harm than good, and I think we're seeing that in our society today. Yeah,
1: I totally agree. Um, And from the get-go, you know, we have this image, um, we look in the Bible, it's been established from the get-go was God's design. And we look in Genesis 1, then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. We have that first picture God makes of us being stewards of uh, having good grace and um, taking care of what's been given to us. And on the other hand of it, you look to chapter 2 of Genesis. It says, um, uh, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And you have that image of what sexual relations should be and what they're intended to be for. Um, But even today we find that that's not the case. Uh, Paul wrote in Romans 1, in the context of God's plan, that therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. And it's such a heartbreaking truth to know that because of our sinful condition, uh, we chose this kind, these kinds of uh, sins to just purvey our lives, and we even try to normalize it. Uh, and it just truly it goes back to ruining the original plan God did have for us.
0: Yeah, I agree. Proverbs 19.3 says, A person's own folly leads to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. We have a society that says, Do whatever feels right. There are no sexual standards. How dare you tell us what God says we should be doing? And then that same society rages when we see the outflow of their very worldview. It is really, truly insane. God gives us his laws to protect us. And oftentimes when people decide to violate his laws, they do so in a way that hurts others, hurts themselves, and hurts society. And then they turn around and they blame God for it. And, Kyle, what you're saying is exactly right. God gave us a perfect plan for our own good, and when we exchange that plan for a lie, it hurts us, it hurts others, it hurts the society around us, and it is not good. See, God gave us sex, and he meant for it to be something that was wonderful, to be experienced in the right context in a way that would be good for many years. Inside marriage, there is safety in sex. You're not worried about catching an STD you're not worried about what this other person might think about you There's security there's relationship you know sex inside marriage gets better over time that makes sense everything gets better over time and in marriage sex is something that can grow and develop over time in a way that the world might never experience outside the context of marriage in fact study after study that I've seen says that the most satisfied people speaking sexually are those in committed marriages and that makes all the sense in the world God gave us this and he gave it to us good we in a sinful way have really screwed it up and we're seeing some of the real consequences of our sin in the news every day I just want to take a minute and review some of the people that have been accused. Now, of course, we know not all of these people are guilty, but some of the people that have been accused, of course, every day we hear stories about sexual abuse in schools, in businesses, even in religious establishments. And uh, there are many high profile cases of that, and we see it all the time. But there are also some very famous people that have recently been accused of these things. Again, we're not saying that they're all guilty, but we are recognizing what most of you already know what's prevalent in the news today and uh... kyle i know that you follow the news but uh... what do you think what are who 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 are just recap for us some of the stories that we've been hearing
1: yeah um... and lately uh... there's been a couple of big names out there such as harvey weinstein um one of the co-founders of the weinstein company kevin spacey that was a big shocker for me uh... ben affleck dustin hoffman nick carter john laster and chris savino uh, recently, there's been a lot of uh, uh, hype in media uh, about sexual uh, harassment and abuse in uh, the news industry with uh, Matt Lauer from NBC Today and from Charlie Rose, Michael Oreskes, and Mark Calperin. And even in politics, we find that this no one's just innocent. Uh, we have John Conyers, who is a U.S. Senator from Michigan, Al Franken from Minnesota, Roy Moore, who is an Alabama judge and politician. Um, from Alabama and then Jeff Hoover um, and all of these, it's, it's a good reminder that no one is necessarily uh, exempt from being able to be sinful and giving in to these um, terrible, terrible actions and choices.
0: And I think the high profile nature of some of these accusations is really what's kind of broadcasting this sin around the world. I doubt you could go very many places on earth today and not be hearing these stories. Again, there's a silver lining in it. Hopefully, it's going to protect people in the future from being victimized. It's going to bring some accountability to the entertainment industry, the news industry, politics, schools, all these different places. At the same time, our hearts break because we're talking about real people that have been really victimized, and many of them have to live with those memories for the rest of their lives. I have loved ones that have been victimized, Those memories never go away, and they have to deal with that. And they affect their lives, the way they think, the way they act. They affect their relationships. So when we talk about a lot of these uh, high-profile cases, uh, we have to remember the victims in this. This is tragic. It is so sad. Real human beings have been really hurt by these people that up until this point, up until recently, we all looked up to. And it's a really sad thing you know what are some of the causes of this how did we get here you know a lot of people are gonna say how did we get here well to anybody that's been looking at anything for the last several years to anyone that's realized that sexual standards have gone out the window it's not very surprising it's definitely something that you could expect the first reason that I want to highlight is the removal of ethical accountability see when we take God out of the picture literally anything goes. You know, I was debating some atheists once on the college campus in Durango, Colorado at Fort Lewis campus and they accused us of some of the horrible atrocities in Judges. Okay, if you've read the Bible, if you've read Judges, you'll know there's some pretty sick stuff in Judges. And they said, how dare you believe a Bible that talks about this disgusting stuff? And of course my response was, well, the bible is accurately describing the really bad situation that was going on in israel at that time and it was really really bad and if we look at judges in 176 and in 2125 we see the answer for why things had gotten so bad it says everyone did what was right in their own eyes mm-hmm. whenever a society gets to this point where everyone does what's right in their own eyes, when we take away the ethical accountability that a society needs, things fall apart and they fall apart in really bad ways and we're starting to see some of that. Yeah,
1: I totally agree. I think another thing to remember, um, even in the context of uh, judges is that um, these were this was the people of Israel this was the people who had God's law and despite that they still chose to sin they still chose to do what was right in their own eyes and they didn't hold themselves or each other accountable for it Um, and it's just a great reflection of the fact that even with God's law we don't still uphold it even with the truth we know and the things we know are wrong we still give in to sin and decide to live uh, that way
0: So let me talk a little bit about the moral argument because we're talking about the removal of ethical accountability. And on this show, if you've listened for long, you've probably heard that the moral argument is one good argument for God's existence. And I think that plays in here because nobody is looking at these stories saying, wait a minute, why is that wrong? (laughs) Nobody's looking at this saying, wait, why are the victims saying that? They shouldn't say that. This is fine let people do what they want to do. Everybody with a brain, everybody with a conscience is looking at these stories saying there is something objectively wrong about sexual abuse and sexual harassment and rape and all this stuff that we're hearing about. This is objectively wrong. It is not right for these famous people to be treating women like this. It is wrong and it is objectively wrong. So whenever there is an objective right or an objective wrong, that points to an objective standard. An objective standard points directly to a standard outside of humanity that gives and enforces that standard, namely God. In other words, if anything is right or if anything is wrong, there must be a God. The formal way of citing the moral argument goes like this. If God does not exist, objective moral values and duties do not exist. Objective moral values and duties do exist, therefore God exists. This is a watertight logical argument, and it basically tells us that if anything is objectively right or wrong, there has to be a God. And we know that as Christians, but for the secular counterparts that are looking at these stories saying this is wrong, whether they know it or not, they're admitting there must be a greater standard than ourselves, namely God. And this plays back to the whole problem of pain. So many times people use evil as an accusation against God. If there was a loving, powerful God, how could he let sexual abuse exist? How could he let these people be victimized like this? Well, the fact that any of these things is wrong tells us there is a God like that that exists but he's given us free will and when we choose to disobey him we do horrible things like this that hurt other people ourselves and society so at the end of the day when we remove ethical accountability when we try to act like there is no God when we tell people that there is no God to whom they'll give an account these are the exact types of things we should expect to see in our society in other words if society tells you nothing is truly right or wrong, we shouldn't be surprised when people start to act like nothing is truly wrong. It's just the outflow of what our society has told them all along.
1: Another reason that we see that this uh, occurs is the erosion of sexual standards. Um, I can even remember in my own class. Um, after being tired, uh, my teachers thought the reason was I was up all night, um, with uh, you know, doing sex and. Having sex, excuse me. Um, Maybe. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Up all night you, doing yeah. stuff um, I shouldn't. I was up all night doing, the, the thought was that I was up all night doing stuff I shouldn't and that just kind of put, brings up this idea that people continuously push the envelope. And it's uh, there's limits that we find in society and we see that we keep pushing and pushing further and further away that soon enough things that were taboo 20 years ago are just assumed yeah. as normal today. Um, this can have such devastating effects and consequences for victims uh, with such um, assumptions of what is okay and what is wrong what is right it tears away some that that uh, standard of what is wrong it what is right and it empowers uh, individuals to think that what they do is justified it's okay to do and it leaves victims in a very vulnerable spot um, having almost no one to help keep their Uh, victimizers uh, accountable Um, along with that um, this can have hugely devastating consequences for societies Uh, the Roman empire for example was a very sexualized culture even the one they came from was even overtly sexual as well and we see like it was such a overtly pleasureful culture that just gave into whatever it wanted and eventually that was its own ruin uh the egyptian uh, the Egyptian Empire had very few sexual standards outside of marriage. Um, as you pointed out earlier, that um, the most satisfied and uh, solid relationships come from solid marriages. And we here, without that standard, we see that it just gives leeway for things to fall apart. Uh, the Babylonian Empire was full of this kind of erotic art, and likewise, we see some of the demises that came there. And the Greek Empire itself was famous for the wild sexual practices that um, that would even be denounced in today's sexually open culture. Uh, it all kind of pushes back to this idea of, um, like you, I said, uh, pushing the envelope. It's a very uh, testing the boundaries kind of limit. It reminds me of a toddler. It's seeing where it's allowed, what isn't. And it's not a matter of what you find or to, uh, allow that is right and wrong. It's a matter of what has God said is right and wrong, and do we truly want to uphold that or not? And it goes back to Romans, we've chosen to exchange this truth for a lie and to continue pushing boundaries to where we justify.
0: You're exactly right about the erosion of sexual standards and how that does lead to the demise of societies. And uh, we've seen that in the past, and I think we're even seeing it in modern times with our own society in many different ways. You know, another reason that we're seeing this stuff in the news We've talked about a few different things. We've talked about the removal of ethical accountability. We've talked about the erosion of sexual standards. But another big, big, big cause of a lot of this is the promotion of a self-centered paradigm. Uh, We are told all the time to do whatever feels right, to follow your heart. I remember once I was skiing, and the young lady, I asked her kind of some questions about herself, and she said her personal philosophy was to follow her heart and I might not have been so sensitive in my reply but I said following your heart is a horrible philosophy and she said why do you say that and I said well my wife just got back from Cambodia where she was helping victims of sex trafficking those victims were victimized by men who were following their heart and this lady said well they shouldn't follow their heart And I said, well, who tells who whose heart they can follow? If your philosophy is follow your heart, where do you draw the line to say, no, don't follow your heart when it says that, right? See, she's saying there's no standard, but then she's turning around saying, well, of course, there is a standard. But she just told me there was no standard. When we start to tell people, follow your heart, do whatever feels right. Guess what? People do whatever their heart tells them to do, including victimize innocent people. There's an entire industry of pornography that's based on this philosophy of promoting a self-centered paradigm. And it's destroying men's lives, but pornography doesn't just destroy men's lives. It is actually the biggest contributor to sex slavery and so many other horrible things that are hurting numerous people around the planet. This whole promotion of a self-centered paradigm is leading to the breakdown of marriage. And, guys, I am convinced that God's view of marriage is the only healthy and the only true view of marriage. But we are just as responsible for the breakdown of marriages. In the church, the divorce rates are skyrocketing. It should not be so in God's house, in God's people. You know, and, and even abortion. We're talking... 3,000 human lives a day are being legally murdered in our country because of the promotion of a self-centered paradigm. People don't like to hear it, but abortion is the murder of an innocent human being, and that's happening precisely because our world is telling people, do whatever feels right. Follow your heart. There are no true consequences. We know there are consequences, but our society's lies are leading people into painful realities where they had no idea the consequences they would face.
1: I totally agree Um, and to add on to that, I think another one of the most negative effects of having this self-centered paradigm is you are so caught in the moment. You don't realize quite what's going on until it's too late and you can't take back what you've done. Plenty of stories, um, both now and in the past of individuals who've, um, sexually harassed or abused, um, women, and they've gone later and say, I regret everything I've done. But, um, when you live in the moment of this self-centered, I'm following my heart, I'm doing what feels right, you miss some of the subtext and the truth you know is, um, and end up sinning against another human being, and that's what it comes down to. It's this, uh, reminder of, uh that we are fallible, Um, even in my best moments I know that I can't completely trust myself to make the right decision all the time I'm still sinful, everyone else including me is, uh, Romans 3 says we are all sinful when we live with this self-centered paradigm and in the moment we catch ourselves uh, adrift with very terrible circumstances that may end up haunting us for the rest of our lives Uh, and so it's good to remember that not just in the context of um, sexual sin, but with any sin. Living with this self-centered paradigm takes, you, uh, can't, uh, takes away your discernment and the ability to say, wait, this is a lot of bad um, written all over, and this is a potential for me to sin not only against God, but against others
0: and even myself. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely true, Kyle. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The God Solution. You can find out more about The God Solution at godsolutionshow.com. Thanks for listening. We're talking about the sexual abuse and sexual harassment that's filling the news on a daily basis. It's definitely something that we're all sick of, but there are real causes for it. And some of the causes for that are when we try to remove ethical accountability from our society, when we tolerate the erosion of sexual standards, and when we promote a self-centered paradigm. All things that our society has done with disastrous consequences. So what does God's word say about this? You know, people hate to know that God has laws that we are told to follow, but the good thing that we gotta remember is God's laws are there for our own good. I have a wall around my backyard and a gate with a lock on it, and it's not there because I hate my kids. It's there because I love my kids and I wanna protect them from the cars flying down the road in front of my house. I put those boundaries up for their good, not to rob their fun. We live in a culture that says, uh, why wait? Have your fun. But in God's uh, worldview, waiting causes us to focus on things that are important, like communication and commitment and integrity and selfless love, all the types of things that lead to a healthy marriage, all the types of things that uh, sex without boundaries tends to forget about which tends to lead to the destruction of a marriage. See, God's laws are there for our own good. We were debating some atheists on the Fort Lewis campus, a different time than the last one I told you about. And the atheists, uh, or one one of the students in the audience said, so what is love? And the atheist said, it's the feeling that makes you want to have sex. And one of our students replied, well, I love my grandma, and I don't want to have sex with her. And everybody erupted in laughter. But then we went on to talk about God's view of sex and how we are to honor and respect and unconditionally love and serve selflessly. And you know what happened that night? The feminists that came to the debate stood up and gave the Christians a standing ovation for the Christian answer about sex. I thought, this is awesome. It's not what you typically expect in society, but it's reality. God's way is always best and I think people actually know that whether they admit it or not.
1: It's such a devastating issue to look back at all because when it comes down to uh, sexual abuse and sexual harassment it's just a tragedy. It's when one man or woman sins against another man or woman and in uh, turn it's also sin against God. It takes it back to the distortion and corruption of God's original plan for us and it. It ruins lives. Um, But there is some hope, as we mentioned at the very beginning of this uh, radio uh, show, that um, it shows hope that the publicity is not standing for this. They won't tolerate the fact that uh, there is sexual abuse and harassment going on, even from our more highly profiled figures. And going back over the three big causes that uh, we've discussed uh, that will have a huge impact on this are, you know, the removal of ethical accountability in today's culture and society and the toleration of the erosion of sexual standards, as well as the promotion um, of a self-centered paradigm where we live uh, by whatever feels right according to what we think our heart says. And we all know that this is wrong and that a moral standard points right back to the view that there is a God who exists and there is a God we should uh, honor and glorify with our uh, words and with our bodies. Um, And just to note, uh, it's easy to look back at all this and understand just how sinful this is, but it's such as easy as well to also turn back on those who do abuse and those who do harass and those who do victimize and say, uh, um, you're the worst person ever. It's very easy to sin ourselves against them and to forget that these are human too are loved by God as well. And as sinful and flawed as they may be, God's hope and desire is that they would pursue relationship with him and they would honor him and pursue God daily. So just a reminder of that. And it all goes back to, in the end, God's way is best. Um, Because of um, what Christ did for us, um, we see that there's healing both for our condition and for victims. Along with that, there's forgiveness for the accused. No matter how bad any one individual sins, it, uh, is, uh, God forgives them for it. And best, the best part about it is there is a direction for a
0: much better future. Amen to that. Well, if you are a victim, I want you to know there's healing in Christ. And many of you listening today have been victims. Uh, I, I beg you, go to Jesus. If you've never trusted Him before, believe in Him today. And find the healing, get into a a good church where you'll find fellowship and healing and encouragement and if you are someone that has done some of these things, maybe you've victimized others, there is forgiveness in Christ. Uh, you can believe in him too to experience uh, the forgiveness that he offers and the strength to go to the people that you've hurt and make it right and honestly, for all of us, there is a better future, and it's doing it God's way. If you've never believed in Christ, I ask you today to believe in him, to say, Jesus, I believe that you are who you say you are, that you died on the cross for my sins and rose again. And today I ask you to be my Savior and my Lord. I I hope that you truly will decide to follow him and believe in him. Please let us know. Go to godsolutionshow.com if you made that decision today. Uh, But while you're there, go ahead and leave us a few comments about the show and definitely listen to past shows, things like that. You know, we're so thankful that you listen to The God Solution. I hope you're sharing it with your friends. You can get everything at godsolutionshow.com, all of our past shows and everything like that. Like I always say, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus. I believe that with all my heart. Uh, Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you again next week. You've been listening to The God Solution. We hope that you were encouraged by what you heard today and are better equipped to share Christ this week. You can get the audio from today's broadcast and all the past God Solution Shows at GodSolutionShow.com. Thanks for listening and being a part of the God Solution.